I'm Dr. Amy Bader. And I'm Dr. Renee Rosenfeld. Welcome to Be Natural, a place to come for the latest buzz in natural medicine. Episode 3, Optimizing Digestion. I'm Dr. Renee Rosenfeld. And I'm Dr. Amy Bader. And we wanted to touch upon a very important subject called digestion. Absolutely. You know, digestion is really the root of your health. Yeah. If you have poor digestion, you're probably going to have a lot of other health problems. Um, And when patients come to see us, Renee, it's one of the first systems that we treat. Absolutely. I feel like I always ask a million questions about digestion and how digestion affected you as a child up until where you are now. It really tells um, a story and creates a picture about what's going on internally as far as your physical body goes. Absolutely. Same for me. And of course, we get a lot of digestive complaints from patients, things like constipation, diarrhea, gas, bloating, burping, heartburn, you name it, right? There's a long list that's fairly common. but. You know, when I have patients in who say, oh, I don't have any digestive complaints, but they have other health problems, I almost Mm. always say, you know, there probably is something going on in your digestion. You just don't know it's happening. Right. So, really important. Yeah. And Dr. Bader and I have um, had our own slew of health and digestive issues ourselves, so we like to kind of coin ourselves as digestive health experts. We can empathize. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) You know, one thing that I think people don't think about, Renee, is that digestion actually starts before you even start eating. Oh, completely. It starts (laughs) with your nose and smelling the food. Yep, your senses, really, right? and seeing it. Mm -hmm. It's one of the tricks that we do a lot is to give people a little bit of like vinegar or bitters, you know, that or bitters are just herbs that taste really bitter and can stimulate digestion. But we, we do that maybe 15 to 30 minutes before a meal. Mm-hmm. And I tell patients, you know, taking a little bit of apple cider vinegar in water is not about the pH in the stomach. It's about stimulating the nerves and, and salivary glands in your mouth. Mm-hmm. So it can start signaling downstream to your stomach and your small intestine. Right? Right. Matter of fact, I've had people just smell vinegar and get that pucker kind of um, salivary response in their mouth. I'm like, yeah, great, it worked. Yeah. Another trick I like to use is um, putting a digestive enzyme in your mouth that has HCL in it. So that's kind of what makes it taste acidic. Um, and you put it in your mouth and just hold it there before you swallow it, and then you get that pucker too. So That's a great yes. trick. So if I I'm not, like that. Yeah, so if I'm not home and I want, you know, I'm having a meal, like lunch or dinner or something like that, I'll just pop it in my mouth and kind of hold it there, and I get the pucker going. <laughs> and then I swallow, and it's the same kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. You know, really, chewing is also a cultural problem for us, or oh, there, yeah. the lack thereof. Mm-hmm. You know, really, you know, I I was telling Renee this earlier. I took a macrobiotic cooking (laughs) class when I was in my 20s. I had a holistic doctor who said, you should go learn to cook this way and eat this way. And and I found it fascinating. Um, But we would would cook as a class, and then we'd sit down to eat, and we were all supposed to chew our food 60 times. And so those were the most boring dinners I've ever had because nobody could talk. We were all too busy (laughs) chewing. But... 
I mean, if you chew your food really until it's liquid or almost liquid, the, the enzymes in your mouth are already digesting your food before it even goes gets to your stomach. Right. And one of our Dr. Bader's um, mentor, Dr. Tom, mm-hmm. and one of my teachers, Dr. Tom, I, I wasn't his resident, but I was one of his students at school, and he said 31's the magic number mm-hmm. just because you can't forget it, number one. And number two, you usually don't reach 31 times of chewing before you swallow. So I my goal is always 31. Um, but yeah, it kind of helps stick in your brain it, to will, do it. It means you're going to have to be a conscious eater. And right? that's so you're gonna important. You're going to have to really sit down you and have to focus be. on the fact that you're nourishing your body and chew, 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 chew. Right. <laughs> your food. <laughs> okay. So what happens when it hits your stomach? Digestive enzymes. Yeah, supposedly. You know, I mean, this. I think this is another thing. We lead such a stressful lifestyle in our culture that our stomachs actually aren't making enough acid and enzymes. They're they're lackluster. It's it's just unfortunately a byproduct of having a lot of stress. Right, and I think um, going touching back upon chewing, so many people think they need to have a glass of water next to them when they're having a meal, and you want that water as far away from you as possible. Mm-hmm. You want to chew your food as much. That becomes the liquid to help things move down your digestive tract um, because if you do drink liquids during a meal that um, decreases the amount of digestive enzymes that your body produces so you're not going to digest and absorb your your food as well yeah it makes sense you're not going to get that ph driven stuff going in the stomach that you want because it's more dilute yeah right so all all liquids should be um consumed 30 minutes away from Um, meals before and after Mm -hmm. I mean think about it you know if you have an animal they don't usually drink a lot when they're eating no they have just an instinct it's one or the other look at horses yeah (laughs) yeah okay so number one chew your food sit down take your time Mm -hmm. okay so the stomach there's a lot of confusion about what the stomach actually digests and you know, there's an enzyme in the stomach that's activated by that acid in the stomach called pepsin. And it's really to break down a certain class of proteins that are primarily from animal proteins. Right. Um, so that's, that's the job of the stomach. But the bigger job, I think, is to create enough of a pH gradient, meaning have enough stomach acid so that the muscle at the top of the stomach closes and you don't get heartburn. Mm-hmm. And also so that it signals the pancreas and the small intestine enough with that pH change so that it does its job. Right. Um, a lot of people, actually we have a lot of patients with heartburn. And mm-hmm. um, I have had my own. I'll say not for long though. Not for long. <laughs> they have had it. Um, but so I'm, I'm going to put my Chinese medicine brain on oh, for a second. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And um, a lot of people come into me with heartburn and we do the normal, you know, naturopathic modalities to help treat it and a lot of the times it doesn't touch it. Mm-hmm. And so we do go the Chinese medicine route and a lot of the times it's more emotional mm-hmm. and it's coming from the liver invading the spleen and you're probably thinking to yourself, what in the Sounds world scary. does that mean? <laughs> and it doesn't mean that your actual liver is invading the spleen, it means kind of um, it's a suggestion energetically of what's happening with the organs and so my next topic I want to talk about um, or to touch upon has to do with how if you can't digest the outside world you cannot digest your food so that can mean 
people saying things that upset you or traumas that happen or um, just having constant stress triggering you in your day-to-day life, you're not going to be able to digest your you know, food. So this, we have to work on that first. It's 100% true what you just said. You know, right. I had a case a while back. This person came into my office and had very horrible stomach issues like throwing up every mm-hmm. single day for a couple years and had seen five doctors. And I asked him, you know, tell me about the year before you got sick. And he said, nobody's asked me that. I said, well, what happened? He's, you know, went in this barrage of all these horrible things that had happened in his life. He'd lost loved ones. He had a whole bunch of stress. And I said, you know, I don't think it's your stomach. I think it's grief. You know, you really aren't stomachy when life has thrown you. Exactly. You cannot stomach the grief and the loss. So if you feel like that's potentially an issue for you, the listener, you should think about that a little bit <clears throat> because what fixed that guy's stomach was grief medicine for a grief, homeopathic medicine for grief. And I he was better it. within two weeks Ugh. after a year of, of just being poked and probed and scanned and medicated and nothing had helped and nothing had worked. So that's one of my favorite cases, actually. That's amazing. Yeah, but what you're saying is 100% true. Yeah, so we have to look at it from different perspectives. Yeah, you have to be able to stomach mm-hmm. what's happening to your senses and your... Mm-hmm outside world before the inside body can digest it now one of the things we get a lot is constipation people come in the door with constipation now i i don't think constipation is necessarily always a large intestine problem correct i think and she's gonna agree with me (laughs) (laughs) that it happens higher up you know if you're chewing your food and you're processing it adequately in your stomach and you have enough stomach acid and your small intestines getting signaled, that signaling goes all the way downstream. Nailed it. Yep. Yeah. And I would say for what? Maybe 70, 80% of my patients with chronic constipation, if we could just get them to chew and take a little bit of vinegar and sit down and like treat their emotional stress, it's just kind of gone. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm going through stressful periods, I mean, just because we're doctors and naturopaths doesn't mean that we don't, you know, have little issues here and there yeah. too. Um, so whenever I have stress going on, I mean, I'll be eating a meal and I'll be totally breaking the rules, writing an email, da 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 and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I close the computer and I sit and I have to chew my food because things lower down the cascade of digestion just aren't going to work. Exactly. Now, the other thing that could be potentially affected by, you know, not chewing and stress and, and, and definitely by choosing the wrong foods is your microbiome. Now, for those of you who haven't heard that term, it's, a, it's becoming a much more popular term and it's something that I'm doing a lecture on in a few weeks and I have spent a lot of time in the last month or so diving into the literature. It's amazing. So our microbiome is basically... The, the bacteria and the organisms that live inside and on us, on every single surface. Now here's what's really cool about this. It's like another organ. It is yeah. literally another organ. It is a vital organ. So if the microbiome in your gut, which is actually very interesting, it, it, it has an ecosystem that's, it, it's very specialized for whatever part of the digestion that it's in. If if you aren't eating right and you have the wrong bugs in the wrong spots, you're going to have a lot of problems in your gut. And that's going to ripple into immune problems, hormone problems, neurotransmitter problems. So you're talking basic quality of life stuff like your mood, your energy, your ability to fight off flus and colds to you know the other end of that spectrum, which is serious disease. So 
not only we have to have our digestion right in terms of how we eat and what we eat, but we also have to nourish this organ that lives inside of us. Yeah. Did you know we have a trillion cells and a thousand trillion bacteria? That's so Our many. bacteria weighs like four pounds. That's crazy. <laughs> I know, That's but it's insane. true. You know, I went to a really amazing lecture once and the speaker said that um, he said, you know, a human has 23-ish thousand genes. And we all went, oh, wow, that's so cool. We have so many genes. And he, then he said, a rice plant has over 50,000. And we all went, oh. <laughs> Yikes. But the point of that was really to illustrate how we have evolved in this synergistic way with this living organism that is our microbiome. And we borrowed a lot of its genetics. Right. So we've evolved in a very efficient way because of this microbiome. So take care of your microbiome. So probiotics. Well, yeah, you have to live symbiotically with these bugs. If mm -hmm. you are fighting against the bugs, you, you aren't going to live in harmony with yourself mm -hmm. because you need them as much as they need you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, probiotics. So I'm going to tell you one of the things right now that is so bad for our just digestion is how clean we are. Oh, we literally get need to be the hand sanitizer <laughs> out of here. I mean, there's a time and a place for it, absolutely. Yeah. But yes, we need to get dirty. Probio, I mean, antibiotics, antibacterial soaps, Ugh. you know, pesticides in our food, herbicides in our food, all that stuff kills our microbiome. And we literally need we need fermented foods. We need to literally be eating dirt because there's microorganisms that are spore forming microorganisms and dirt like our ancestors just pulled vegetables out of the ground and eat right. them i love to go to the farmer's market and eat dirty vegetables a little bit i mean <laughs> i know i mean but i'm not so eating good i know it's so good for you, you know, there's a little started, bit of dirt who cares i'm gonna you tell you that hey when i start, when i read this literature not long ago <laughs> i literally thought should i go in my yard and get a teaspoon of dirt and put it in my smoothies <laughs> Not I, that bad. I didn't. I expanded my repertoire of probiotics instead. Yeah. But, you know, it probably wouldn't hurt. No, not at all. I know tons of people who, frankly, don't wash their vegetables. I feel more comfortable doing that if I get them from a farmer's market than a supermarket because mm -hmm. who knows how many people touch that parsley. I know I, like, have to get the right bunch and, like, touch a million. So, yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You have to you have to expose yourself, and it's great as far as probiotics mm -hmm. goes, to like make your own at home because it gets gathers all the different bacteria. Now, have from you your done house. that? Do you know how to do that? So I've tried it, but I haven't. Um, I haven't really delved into it. Yeah, um, I I'm, either. I have histamine stuff, so I get sensitive to mm -hmm. um, like sauerkraut and stuff like that. So I can only. Well, do you it have. In small I have a batches. ten year old. I have like no time. Well, you <laughs> so. have no time. So I need to. You take one for the team and, mm -hmm. and do this. So yeah, yeah. but I I have had people go to the grocery store and buy like bubbies, really good quality bubbies, bubbies. pickles, and, and I love drink it. pickle juice. Oh like, my god, I used to do that as a kid. I was so <laughs> intuitively smart. My sister and I pickle juice loved it. Yeah, so, so pickle good. things, um, fermented things, coconut like yogurt, non coconut yogurt. Right. I think there's a brand. I actually wanted to get some this week. I haven't had it before because I just got off a whole thirty. But um. I think it's called Coco Yo or something. I just heard of that. Okay, awesome. Yeah, it has no sugar. Mm -hmm. I think it's made in Australia, and I think you can get it at most Whole Foods. Um, but I wanted to try it in addition Great. to because I've yeah. actually been craving yogurt, and I don't do dairy, so mm -hmm. I wanted to try it in addition to our awesome. Well, mega I'm, we're, we're all gonna be eager yeah. to hear how you like it. I think okay. I'm gonna try and track some down too. But nonetheless, these things are really important. 
And the microbiome, you know, the, the way, you know, bacteria, they make vitamins. Did you know that B vitamins are a byproduct of bacterial action? I didn't know that. They are like a multivitamin. So cool. So you need to feed them. You need to help them grow If properly. you feed your bugs, they will give you, they will literally mimic um, taking a multivitamin for That's you. That's amazing. I know. It's so the smart. brilliance of nature. I know. So right? you have to live in harmony with right. it and not fight against Absolutely. it. Absolutely. And they make sure that all your immune system components are happy. So, you know, your immune system is right on the other side of that wall, kind of that wall of cells that line your gut. And it's looking in there going, does everything look okay in there? And mm-hmm. if all the right bugs are there, it's just like, it's happy. It's calm. It's, it's behaving appropriately right so if you have immune problems you probably have a gut problem yep all right so what are we going to tell these people to do okay besides chew their food sit down while they eat okay take it from there (laughs) okay so besides that and besides not drinking any bev or any liquids right before and during and after meals um i'm gonna put my chinese medicine hat on again and talk to you a little bit about energetically what our digestion wants and i um, for those of you that follow me on Instagram, know that I love to talk about um, Chinese medicine and organs and how they play into our daily life. So, your stomach wants things to be warm and moist-ish. So, when I say moist-ish, I don't mean wet or damp, and I don't mean super, super dry. So, you want so means saliva all over your food. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, it's Chew. all connected. Chew, but also um, energetically and temperature-wise, you really want to use the stove as your first stomach. I had a doctor tell me that a long time ago. Your stu- your stove is your first stomach, and so you need to cook your food before you cook it again in your stomach and your mouth. Um, so when I say that, I mean fall, winter, spring. You really need to be eating warm or hot temperature wise foods and I don't mean spicy because for a lot of people that can mess up your digestion but um, like soups and stews and warm foods so I don't want you to be eating you can have raw salad um, or room temperature salad that's that's fine but if you're eating things that are really really cold and um, like like icy smoothies and yes stuff. like those green cold smoothies. I actually have a green smoothie right in front of me, but it's room temperature and it has nothing sweet in it. Um, it looks delicious. It's pretty good. It looks like there's dirt in it. There's no dirt. <laughs> Promise there's no dirt. It's bright green. <laughs> it's really pretty. It's pretty. But um, yeah, like you do not want to be eating things that are raw, like fruit or vegetables, because that can create dampness and cold, and that is not what your digestion Mm -hmm. wants. I know I feel better when I follow those rules. In the summer, I can get away with eating colder things, right? Yes, absolutely, in the heat, heat, heat of the summer. So there's something called summer and then late summer in Chinese medicine. So if you're in summer or late summer, you can do cold stuff, but your body may not want it. Like, I have to really test the waters out, and so don't go gung-ho smoothies all day, every day. Um stuff like that so temperature of food energetics of food are so important for digestion yeah I agree I mean I I, again back to that macrobiotic cooking class I took way back in the day Mm -hmm. they talked about that too seasonal Mm -hmm. eating even to the point where they were cutting their vegetables on certain angles at certain times of the year it was very fascinating it was very much an art of eating okay what else do we want to tell them we want to tell them um we want to tell them we want to tell you guys (laughs) (laughs) about how um, 
like uh, how often to eat. So oh, that's, that's a huge question yes. for people, so right? Everybody's Especially intermittent fasting's coming oh, around. Oh yeah, and everyone's different. And I think you and I have both talked about it a ton mm-hmm. and um, try to figure out you know what's best for our bodies. I think for the general public, for the best health you can possibly have digestion wise. Three meals a day. Yes, I agree. Maybe one snack. I agree. I think that's really important. Um, yeah, and intermittent fasting, and we, you and I have both been experimenting with that a lot lately. Yeah, it's interesting. My body, my body likes it if I start it earlier in the day. If I wait to too late in the day, I don't feel good in the morning. So what do you mean starting so, to eat or so not? So, for those of you who don't know, intermittent fast, intermittent fasting is where you only eat for about an eight-hour window out of your twenty-four-hour cycle. Yeah. So you might start eating at like 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. and then but finish it, what would that be, 6 o'clock? Yeah. Yeah, so you don't eat after 6. So you eat all of your meals, your two or three or four meals or whatever they are in that eight-hour window. Yep. And studies have shown that it really does help with muscle mass. It can help with wound healing, growth hormone surges, I think. I mean, I've read quite a few things on it that are – it's interesting. It, it gives your body a rest. Yes. That I think it needs. Um. But for me, I do a little bit better if I start eating, you know, earlier in the morning, like 8, 9, 10, mm-hmm. and just stop earlier. Right. You know, and then give my body a break before I go to bed. And yes. then I go to bed kind of early. So that's what works for me. Mm-hmm. I've been doing probably the 10 to 6 or 11 to 7 thing, mm-hmm. and it's it's been feeling good. Um, but I don't do it every day, and I, we don't re- recommend that you do it every day. Yeah. And especially women. Um women's thyroids and hormones need to know that there's food because your body will sometimes think it's yeah. starving and then it'll wreck havoc Yeah, going back to the last podcast system. talking about how diets exactly. do not work, you do not want to put your body into starvation mode. No. The worst thing you can possibly do when you actually want to lose weight. Right, exactly. You need to eat. Okay, so from a digestive standpoint, you know, going back to the microbiome for a second, what you eat is literally not only feeding you but this vital organ of bacteria. So what they do not like are alcohol, sugar. They need you to be eating lots of vegetables with that cellulose because mm-hmm. they eat that for us. Um, so, you know, when I try to get someone's microbiome kind of cleaned up, I tend to put them more on a paleo plan. What do Same you think here. of that? Yeah? Oh, absolutely, yeah. The highest in nutrition, um, best for digestion, mm-hmm. high in protein, high in fats. Yeah, cuts cuts out the grains, cuts out the sugar stuff. Which are hard to digest. Cuts out the dairy, which can be a problem for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and cuts down on the legumes. Right. You know, I don't necessarily take people off of like all legumes all the time, but mm-hmm. maybe a little lentils here and there are really a great food for some people. And you need to soak your beans before you eat them because that really helps optimize. <laughs> we're looking so at each weird. other. Soak your beans. We're, we're looking at each other going, well, we all know what happens when you don't soak your beans. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your body you know doesn't. Too. And the reason that happens is because we don't have the enzymes to break it down. We have to right. rely on the soaking to do that for exactly. us. Exactly. Using the soaking as a first stomach. Okay. Now, bowel movements. Favorite topic. (laughs) (laughs) Here's the deal. There's different positions that you can assume to have a healthy bowel movement. And, you know, our ancestors used to squat, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There is literally something called a squatty potty. I don't have one. I don't have one either, but I have patients who I've had by them, and they work really, really well. They love them. 
because the, anatomically there's some muscles that run through the pelvis that can be a little problematic for some people if they're not squatting. I actually have a patient who squats on the toilet. She said, I, if I squat like an owl, I have no problem. You told me about that. Yep. I tried it myself. I almost fell off my toilet. <laughs> so be careful. But you may need to maybe we need to put something up on the floor like a footstool yeah. that you can put your feet up a little bit higher because mm-hmm. that may be helpful. And I know a lot of people, and this is funny, but they just like get out of bed, go to the bathroom, hunch over, and you're not in the right position. Like you have to sit up. I know we're getting deep here, but it's, well, you it's know, important. it's like in real estate, location, 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 location. position, 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 position. position. So if you're totally. having trouble straining, having a four stool, you're you might need to think about that. And talking about forcing stool and going back to the nutrition. Um, you need to make sure you're eating a nutritious diet or else that can cause constipation too. Like mm-hmm. most of our vegetables and most of the soil um, we have in this world is magnesium deficient. Mm-hmm. And magnesium isn't for everybody, but magnesium or vitamin C can really help. It's the best, successful best accident. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I tell my patients, like if you really need a stool softening effect, take cheap magnesium from the drugstore. Yeah. Because if you do absorb any magnesium, you probably really needed it. You, exactly, but, you need it. And yeah. it does have it does have a stool softening kind of effect. Mm-hmm. And we do need magnesium to do so many things for our body in general, so it's not mm-hmm. such a bad thing. But talk to your doctor before yeah. you do that. Yeah. Um, topically speaking, one thing that can be helpful is to apply castor oil to the belly I was before just bed. Say that. I know we think alike. But just a nice massage <laughs> of castor oil. You can buy castor oil in health food stores. Make sure you, it's organic. Yeah, make sure it's organic. And there's actually a roll-on, so they don't have to. I've have... never bought the roll-on before. <laughs> I need to. I'm not I've told people to do it. Yeah, but you put this castor, not cod liver oil, by the way. It's castor, castor oil. oil. You put it on your belly from like underneath your breast down to the top of your pelvis, side to side, and you just let that soak in all night. And you can give yourself a belly massage mm-hmm. where you go up on the right, across, and down on the left. The way of your large intestine. Yep. You want to mimic the flow through mm-hmm. the large intestine. So those things can be really helpful. Absolutely. You know, when we talk about, like, IBS and Crohn's and um um, ulcerative colitis and you know all kinds of other more serious bowel problems with patients that we still take all those things into account that we just told you oh yeah um you know they might require a little bit more medical care a little bit more of an aggressive medicinal approach but everything we just said is helpful to those problems too yeah and they're you like to call them basic daily guidelines yeah basic treatment guidelines. Again, I got from Dr. Dick Tom, right? right. But, you know, yeah. we called the basic the basic stuff. The mm-hmm. basic stuff everyone should be doing. That everyone should be doing to keep themselves healthy. Yeah, because okay. it's hard to de- detox and regulate your body's normal processes, so you just have to help it along sometimes. Okay, so there's the scoop on poop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't that even know where that came from, that but I'm gonna, maybe perfect. I should TM that. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. So thank you so much for joining us today. We, we hope, hope yeah, we, we hope, hope that you learned yeah. yeah, we hope this helps and we'd love to know what you guys think. Tweet us or yeah. comment on our Instagram and let us know what you think and if there are more things you want to learn specifically about digestion. Great. Thank you. Have a great day. Bye.
Be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Be Natural Radio for more tips and tricks on how to live your healthiest life. This podcast is sponsored by Real Beauty Food, Inc., makers of skin teeth.